Yes. Um, the reason why I have Anchor is, one, because um, when I first started doing my podcast, I was asking um, a friend of mine which ones are good, and she told me about Anchor and another one. But ever since I've been using Anchor, it's been so good because the podcasts have been so easy to run smooth, and I'm easy to uh, able to uh, interview guests without anything, and I just love it, the overall experience, because Anchor is just where it is. Anchor is just where it is, like, uh, and I encourage more people to do podcasts, because if you have stuff on your mind, and you want to get it off, and you want to use a platform to do it, Anchor is the platform to do it, because not only does Anchor, does it go on Anchor, but it also goes on to other platforms after it's posted to Anchor. So I would like to thank Anchor for everything they've done for me so far, and I really appreciate them. Welcome back to the third episode in our strange disappearances. And today we'll be covering the story of uh, Carrie Sue Huey, who has been missing since February 2nd, 1998. Now... You want to talk about strange disappearances? This disappearance is more stranger than anything. Carrie C. Huey was last seen at her apartment in a villas in Newcastle, Delaware on February 2nd, 1998. She may, she may have been en route to North Carolina to visit her son. She had never been heard from again. Few details are available in her case foul place is suspected. Now, for years, I've seen Carrie on these missing posters only online. Never no physical flyers, anything like that. Nobody, I mean, but nobody has seen Carrie Sue. It's like she vanished. And um, this would go on for the years. I would see the picture, and I would see the picture. So, eventually, when I started going unsolved, I started going back into the uh, missing person archives on Delaware. And it was astonishing to see how many people were missing. I think we got about 60 people missing. I mean, like the oldest case is like 1940. Like, really? Here in Delaware? This little small state? But that's so true. But getting back to Carrie, um, for all these years, all you would see is the same thing about her. Like I've seen at the Villas apartment. Might I add, she did live at the Villas apartment in 1998. So if you lived at the Villas apartment in Newcastle, Delaware in 1998, you may have came across Carrie Sihui. So like again, all these years, her missing persons, flyers said the same thing. She's missing from Newcastle, endangered missing female, white, date of birth, 5-19-55. Um, even her date of birth is questionable. I mean, if you really was to look up this lady's name, you would probably come into so many different Ellis's, Ellis's, and it's like going through, searching for her family, or trying to find people connected to her. It was like kind of crazy. It's like, uh, and the help was limited. 
help was limited. Um, I think the reason why she hasn't been found is because nobody's been looking for her. Now, I profiled her on my page unsolved a couple times. So, I think probably two. This last time about a month ago. Boom. Her daughter responds to the uh, board. And, you know, we chat privately. She started telling me what's going on. And it's like a bomb had dropped. Like, all these years, nobody was, you know, nobody had seen her. So I started talking to her daughter, and she started telling me about how she knows that her mother's boyfriend did something to her mother. Because he was abusive, he was an alcoholic. She said he was just downright nasty. Now, I asked her, you know, was this told to the police at the time? She said yes, but she was only 15 at the time. So I asked her, you know, about her siblings. She said she had a brother, but she said the brother didn't care, you know, about the mom being missing. And I I believe that. We reached out to different family members of Carrie. We got a hold of nobody. The only one that would talk to us was Lindsay. And Lindsay basically broke it down, you know, what happened. Lindsay told me that on the day in question that she talked to her mother, Carrie Sue Huey. She talked to her mother, they had their usual conversation, and then um, she asked her, where are you going to the store? She said, if you're going to the store, can you please pick up my medicine for me? Lindsay was like, you know, sure, you know. So, you know, went about a day, she came over, you know, dropped her mother's medicine off because she had picked her medicine she had picked her mother's medicine up. So she ended up dropping it off. They said her goodbyes. I love you. And at that moment, you know, Lizzie didn't realize it, but this would be the last time that she would see her mother. She stated that she didn't talk to her that night. She talked the last time she talked to her was when she dropped the medicine off to her. So she says that night that when she hung up the phone that she had got an airy feeling. And I asked her, I said, what do you mean? She said, I got like an airy feeling like, you know, something was going to happen because she had talked about leaving her boyfriend, you know, for good. Um, I can't mention the boyfriend's name because he was never brought up in a suspect or nothing like that. But Lindsay is very adamant that this boyfriend killed her mother and got rid of her. Um, there's been no evidence to that. Um, in Carrie's case, it did say that foul play was suspected. Um, I don't know what they found in the apartment at the time, but they must have found something in order for her, you know, case to be suspected foul play. Lindsay also states at the time that she, she didn't stay at the house with her mother because she was afraid of her mother's boyfriend. So she stayed with her best friend. So she's 15 years old at the time. She's getting her mother's boyfriend. And she's staying with her best friend at the time. So the very next day, she calls her mom. No answer. No answer. Call her, call her, call her. No answer. So 
I believe after a day or I believe after a day she goes to the police. She said that the police weren't really listening to her at the time because that she was only 15. She was the only one speaking for her mother. Like nobody else, you know, would speak for her. She said, here I am, you know, a child, you know, telling the police, come on, I know he did something to my mother. I know he did, you know. And um, eventually, after a whole week, they eventually go to the house. You know, they talk to him, but there's not really any evidence. But it must be some evidence in order for them to suspect uh, foul play. I really wish I could name his name, but I can't. Um, So, Lindsay states that basically around this time, you know, it was her against the world. You know, she's 15. And like like you say, what can a 15-year-old do? You know, if a 15-year-old goes to the police now and say, hey, my mom left, the police going to be like, okay, well, she's an adult, you know, she can leave at any time. That's basically how missing persons cases go. Um, unless they sense you're in any immediate danger, they're not looking for you. I can honestly tell you. And this woman has been missing since February 2nd of 98. It'll be almost 30 years in a couple of years that she's been missing. And I can honestly tell you that the mystery behind her, it deepens. Um, like I said, it's not a really lot of information about her case, period. As, as too with a lot of other missing persons cases. It's like they were just reported missing and then they just put them in a file and then they filed them away like, okay, one day we'll get back to these. I really think at the time, if they would have really sat down and honestly listened to this young girl and hear what she had to say, then, you know, they probably could have found her mother. But after all these years, it's like, what is there? What, what can you find? What happened? You know, and then there are some people that think, you know, hey, Carrie's probably alive, you know. I would love for that to be truthful, to Carrie be alive, but the way her daughter, you know, described her, how she was this fun-loving person, she was a gentle giant, she didn't raise her voice, it really makes me think that something happened to her and that nobody really cares. I care. Just as well as I care about everybody else. That's why I take the time to post the pictures, post the stories, you know, so that they remember. People don't forget them. Um, half the time when I post a story, people are like, I never heard about this, or I never heard of her, or this is the first time, you know. Thank you for posting the stories. Um, people, you know, I think I owe these people to post their stories and to get their stories out there because one little post can lead to some information, you know, and somebody getting found, you know. Not everybody found alive, but the fact that missing for so long and not being found, 
that does a lot to some people's families. You know, in this case, it has to do a lot. You know, it, it did a lot of damage to Carrie's daughter because, you know, she was 15 at the time. She's now older with two kids herself. And she never stopped thinking about her mom. She thinks about her mom all the time. She would love to find her mom. But two, you know, like other people dealing with misperson cases, it takes a toll on a person after so many years, after not knowing. And then it's like, when they get to close to knowing, it's like, oh my gosh, do I really want to know? They, you know, so they're stuck at a crossroad. Maybe I feel as though that she still wants to, and whatever I can do to help her, I want to help her. I want to help her find her mother. We're going to find out what happened to Carrie Shihui. Thanks for watching. We're listening. <laughs> um, you can follow us on Facebook, Flash Unsolved. You can follow us also on uh, Missing Black People on Facebook and on TikTok, Missing Black People. You could be the key to answer to one of these mysteries. If you know anything, speak up. Because when you hold information out and you never say anything and you hold the information in for years, you're just as bad as the person that's holding it in or the person that, that did the crime. So please, speak up. Thank you all. Have a good night.